Hello All Beer Inside listeners, we here at All Beer Inside understand that not everyone has the time to watch a YouTube video, so we are presenting the audio-only portion of the show here for your ear holes. This is the audio from episode 135 of the YouTube show, which was originally released on June 24th, 2022. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, and most other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you're getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. We are in our second week here in Plattsburgh, and joining me today is Jesse from Ovalcraft Brewing. Hi. Thank you very much for taking time into your schedule to speak with us about your brewery, the history of this building, and your delicious-looking beers I got here in front of me. My pleasure. Uh, so, uh, this has been 27 months in the making. Uh, we had books the day the border shut down. We were supposed to be here. I'm so happy we finally get to get this done. Yes. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and unfortunately, it's also been 27 months since I've got to drink your beers. So <laughs> let's uh, start with a beer here. Sure. So I've made a flight for us to enjoy today. Basically, it starts out with three of the flagships mm-hmm. that my distributor carries. So it's my Pilsner Simplicity, a Primate Cherry, which is a blonde ale, yeah. uh, Rock Eater, which is a kind of a West Coast IPA. And then I folded it into three seasonals we have going. My anniversary beer, which was about a month ago, it's a Hipster Magnet. It's a double New England style IPA. Um, Camp, which is a blood orange ginger saison, mm-hmm. and Eclipse, which is a ESB. So kind of a little bit of a variety there for us. To... And what we'll do is we'll taste that variety while we're talking about yeah. all the questions I have. Uh, so let's start with the Pilsner. Absolutely. Okay. As we do on the show, oh, we go, a toast. A toast. Oh. Nice and clean smelling Pilsner. Ooh, yeah. Um, I brew my pills with a little bit of rye in it, and mm. I feel like it gives it a little bit more flavor, a little little spicy earthiness that kind of works nice with the laurel hops. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it tastes a little earthier than the pilsners I'm used to. Yeah, so that's, this is yeah. from the rye. People I've learned wow. love or hate rye, so it's yeah. kind of uh, it's interesting, but I find most people are well into this beer. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, rye's fantastic. I'm, I'm a big fan, you know, from drinking just rye out of a bottle to adding it to beers. I've had a couple of rye IPAs. I've had a couple of... Uh, aged rye ales it's it's pretty versatile what you can do with ale, uh, yeah. rye so yeah especially when it comes to beer and you mentioning you have a biology background too so this is biology yes. <laughs> you know, so yeah I, I tend to take a little bit more of a scientific approach um, mm. when brewing uh, I'm a big data guy so yeah. I like to have all those numbers and I like to have things I like to brew certain things very true to style and then other things I like to go off kind of off book and kind yeah. of make it a little more creative. So Very cool. A mix of the art and science, I guess. So uh, what's uh, Jesse and Ovalcraft's beer story? Uh, so we've been open um, since 2016, uh, May. We opened on Friday the 13th, <laughs> uh, May. Um, it was pretty cool. And we just celebrated our six-year anniversary about a month ago. I would say in the six years, uh, I've probably brewed maybe 50 to 55 different beers so far. Wow. Um, generally in the summertime, I'll have 10 beers on tap wintertime. I scale it back a little bit. Just, we have less people, less traffic coming yeah. in. You know, the brewery itself has been doing very well. We're, I feel like we're in a great location in Plattsburgh. It mm-hmm. kind of creates a little bit of that vibe that we have going in. And it's, it's, it's been a good, good business so far. That's awesome. Yeah. And what made you decide to, to take that brewery, like becoming a brewery owner and, and a brewer? So it started out, um, I homebrewed, I started homebrewing when I was in college. Um, back then I could make better beer than I could afford. So it was a no brainer. Um, I kind of got into it and started doing more and more recipe development and getting more into the chemistry of brewing and things. And I homebrewed for 19 years. 
about wow. 15 years into it. Um, some people who are large in craft in the area, some other brewers and stuff had some white beer. They said, hey, you could probably go commercial. Um, at this point, it was never like, that was never like a pipe dream for me or anything. It was <laughs> just, I enjoyed brewing. But my work situation was changing at the time and I started to explore it a little bit and it turned into this. That's amazing. Yeah. It's quite the, quite the adventure. I mean, home brewing almost 20 years. That's, uh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, so. a lot of work. Uh, I took a little break when my kids were really little. I just couldn't keep things clean enough. You know. I, <laughs> You can only have so many bad batches because, you know, you're, you're, someone put something in a beer. So, yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, so it's been, it's been a fun ride. I mean, young kids, I kind of imagine the yeasts that are all of a sudden wild in the area. And so. Yeah, yeah, especially when there's little kids running around. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And so you said 2016, uh, six years, uh, minus two, okay, because of everything that's gone on. But uh, I'm sure where you are located, too, losing that Canadian, I'm sure you get a lot of Canadians in here. Yeah. Especially Montrealers. That must have sucked losing that Canadians coming in and people like myself who love adventuring just outside my area to discover new breweries and all of a sudden they can't. And even regulars, I'm sure, who have campsites or whatever like that, that had to hurt. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting because pre-pandemic, I mean, any given night you could come in here and there'd be Canadians in here. Mm -hmm. um, and all of a sudden, you know, pandemic hits and there's no more French accent. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, I miss it. Uh, but yeah, so we had, you know, people coming down for their be on their boats in the mm -hmm. marina or local campsites or just coming down just to get out of Quebec for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I have always enjoyed our neighbors from the north and uh, I think everyone up there appreciates good beer. So it's kind of been a good fit. We're, we're making our way back. Yeah. Give, give us time. Well, yeah. More of us will be here. So yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, besides kind of obviously pandemic and, and shutting down a good contingency of, of your Canadian folk, I'm sure locals really stepped up and started coming here more and yeah. picking up even just I'm gonna get a growler and two cans, or I'm gonna get my growler filled, a growler and a can. Like, do you find your locals really stepped up during the last couple of years? So I, I kind of run the business to be to cater more towards local business as opposed mm -hmm. to tourism. I brew styles that I know will be popular here in Plattsburgh, okay. and I find that the local community was very, very supportive of me through COVID. You know, for the little while there, we were shut down where we could only do to go. Um, but I'm selling, you know, 60 crawlers a night. You know, yeah. it was great. It was really, it was really nice. Um, I still have a very local following. I do a mug club. So any given day you'll see, you know, 15 mugs on the bar. You know, it's, it's really nice. And that's, yeah. that's one of the things I got to say is the best part of starting this business is the people I've met through the business and having that kind of community feel mm -hmm. in the space. Ovalcraft, pretty unique name. What, what made you decide that and not kind of, since we are, like I said, in a retired firehouse, why not like firehouse sales or anything like that? This area right here is a National Historic District. It's mm -hmm. called the U.S. Oval um, because of the parade grounds that are just, just to the north of the building. Mm -hmm. This is where in the 1800s, um, 1900s, the, like a lot of the U.S. presidents, early presidents would come up here and they would parade the soldiers around. This was a very important base. Mm -hmm. um, so anyone local to this area, if you say I'm at the Oval, they know where the Oval is. Okay. It's, a, it's a very distinctive area of Plattsburgh. Um, and then it has kind of like a different meaning for anyone outside the area. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted something that was reflective of the local um, environment, but I also wanted something that was kind of just universally acceptable where it wasn't somewhere where people are like, oh, that's just dumb. It makes any, no sense. Yeah. So, yeah, Ovalcraft, sure. yeah, that's where it came. So when, obviously, let's do pre, as I call it, the before times, uh, when you were creating Ovalcraft, what kind of like roadblocks and difficulties did you run into 
either from creating the brand, finding the building, city permits. Was the city of Plattsburgh super welcoming to open another brewery here? Uh, so I had two kind of things that were unique for me. Um, one, my, my federal license. So you apply for a federal license mm -hmm. in the States and then you get a state license. Uh, alcohol is controlled by the state, but they, the federal government still ta taxes it. So yeah, yeah. you got to appease your masters, you know? <laughs> um, so my federal license took me uh, eight months to get, Ooh. which is very irregular. Um, unfortunately, I had someone who wasn't, you know, they were overworked and they had too much of a workload, and I was the one who kept putting, getting put on the bottom of the pile. Uh, so that was, you know, that was kind of a mishap. Um, and the second thing that I ran into was zoning in the city. Um, because I wasn't doing food, they couldn't, they had no fit for me zoning-wise. Uh, so I had to do a variance on zoning and these mm -hmm. things because I was the first brewery that was just a brewery to come into Plattsburgh, so they had nothing set for that. <laughs> so there was a little bit of... Uh, you know, some legwork with that. Um, and then probably the biggest thing for me is anything I do outside of this building, because it's a national historic district, has to go through a historic review yeah. and they have to make sure that it's appropriate and I'm not changing the appearances of the area. So there's a lot of legwork with that okay. as well. Yeah. Cool. Sounds, uh, you sound like you were a little busier than uh, our last interview uh, for uh, at Valcor. You sound like you had a little bit more extra work to do than they did. Yeah, well, so. I think they were able to slide into the, the restaurant category, okay. restaurant brew pub, which already had it as existed. Uh, so it kind of was, a, was around, yeah. I'm assuming the city of Plattsburgh's like, yes, more money for us. <laughs> so. Well, the city's been great otherwise. Yeah. They just have, you know, they have certain rules in place and, you, and when you're not fitting into a, a lane to get into the yeah. rule, you gotta kind of find the lane. Awesome. Uh, it's beer number two we got on your palate here. Prom Night Cherry. Okay. Uh, Prom Night Cherry is a blonde ale. Uh, this beer has been around since I opened. It's mm -hmm. uh, one of my flagships. Uh, very popular beer. Um, people who aren't huge craft people enjoy this beer because it's okay. very easy drinking. And it's just a nice refreshing beer. Awesome. Yeah. A toast. A toast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, super well balanced cherry. It's not like a crazy tart, sour cherryness to it. So it's, yeah. it's like that, the hint of cherry. <laughs> a, a lot of people fear... Um, you know, the, the infamous cherry wheat that's out there, that's mm -hmm. very cherry. Uh, this beer, is, it was never designed to be a cherry beer. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a beer that has a little bit of cherry, just yeah. to kind of make it a little more appealing, a um, little more approachable. Yeah, super light, nice, crushable, you know, uh, any time of the year beer, so. Yep, mm -hmm. yep, and it sells great year round. It's a nice beer in a restaurant because it's not giving you palate fatigue. Yeah. You know, it's balanced and you can really, really enjoy a couple. Yeah. I mean, I usually ask this later on, but your palates, I mean, so, so unique, the, the hexagon shape here and, and your logo in the middle, like what made you decide this versus kind of the, the regular wood flight thing? Uh, it really was more of a, um, I knew when I was getting ready to open that I would have always have at least six beers on tap. Mm -hmm. That was kind of a, that would never change kind of thing. So I've, I kind of designed my flight around that idea. Um, and being that I had the, the hexagon in my logo, mm -hmm. it just kind of was a natural fit. You okay. Know? And it's funny, I used to work for a local pharmaceutical company years ago, and we were bought out by another pharmaceutical company and we got closed down. So a lot of us, like myself, went on to create their own businesses, and the guy who made these for me was another person who worked there <laughs> in the QA department, and he became a woodworker, and he nice. made my paddles for me. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's so unique, this industry as a whole, and it seems very supportive of each other at the same time, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Mary at Valcor did shout you guys out. She's like, yeah, you have to go to Ovalcraft after me. They're literally a five-minute walk across the yard. Yeah. So the, the love you guys have for each other is fantastic. We, we've been fortunate in this area of, of New York that we, uh, we have a very friendly uh, 
relationship, all of us together. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll do things all together. We'll use each other. You know, hey, I need a bag of you know two row. Can yeah. you like, can you spare one? <laughs> yeah. Sure, I'll yeah. run it over to you. You yeah. know, it's and we're doing this stuff on a regular basis. So it's been it's been really a, a good industry and a good community to be involved in mm. in that sense. Yeah. That's awesome. I know you've collabed with Valcor. Yep. Who else have you done collabs with? So locally, I've um, a couple of years ago Valcor, Living Goods, Osable, and myself. We all did a collaboration where each of us brewed with Living Goods, and then okay. all four of us brewed together. So we had we were selling as a mixed four pack, mm -hmm. which was a really cool concept. You yeah. know, so you had in each beer, and the and the four pack was unique to the point where you could taste each brewery's influence. Yeah. So that was that was really pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, I've done another collab with uh, Green Empire over in Vermont. Mm -hmm. um, Evan and I have done a couple of double IPAs together called uh, Fashion Me Late. Uh, those have been really popular. Um, he went to school in Plattsburgh at SUNY Plattsburgh. And uh, he kidded, we kid around that Plattsburgh is always a little bit later to the, to the mix than Vermont. So <laughs> well, yeah. that's where we came up with Fashion Me yeah. Late for the beer. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, anybody you'd love to brew with either just in Vermont or if you've ever been internationally, like kind of a dream couple of dream collabs you'd love to do head over to Montreal at some breweries like who would you love to make a beer with uh, I, I think a, a, a dream brewery would probably be Sierra Nevada uh, I mean these guys are the old school you know the OG mm -hmm. kind of you know created this whole thing um, I think that'd be an amazing thing to do just to get that experience of working with someone like those guys and then you got some of the rock stars around I mean hey you know Lawson's or uh, even like Equilibrium yeah. all these guys you know these guys are putting out some serious stuff and you know, it's got mass appeal. Yeah. I like that's I mentioned the unique just before. It's like, well, Alchemist, like the, the kind of the creator of the New England style IPA. It's like, oh, cool. I'm like, well, that Von Trapp place, though, has a giant hot tub. So <laughs> it's, it, it's, uh, it's, I find uh, it's the same in Montreal where we are. It's like big group of breweries and then kind of like one sprinkled in a little town and then another big group of breweries. And I find that just looking on the 87 or going through Vermont, it's like, just on the other side, you have Two Heroes and uh, Kramer and Kin. Yep. And then it's like, okay, and then a big group in Burlington, but then you got to travel a bit more. And yeah. So it's, it's there's so much good beer in just our part of kind of North America. Yeah, And for we're sure. so yeah. incredibly we're spoiled. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. And, and I love it. It's, as a craft beer drinker and supporting local companies, I'm just like, oh, I'm so happy. Uh, my paycheck on the, well, my bank account on the other hand says otherwise, but <laughs> it's, uh, we're very, very spoiled as as where we are in the U.S. and Canada, super spoiled for beer. Yeah. And most Canadians do live, I believe, within three hours of the U.S. border. So it's Canadians in general, we could just come by and drink. Yeah, for sure. Right. What's beer number three you got here? Uh, this is Rock Eater. Okay. This is my flagship beer. This is the most popular beer at the brewery. It's an IPA. Mm -hmm. uh, it's brewed to be more drinkable than average. It's got a little bit more malt, a little uh, a little um, citrus going on there, some, you know, some citra and uh, local cascade. Okay. Uh, it's just a nice drinking IPA that people can really enjoy. Awesome. Yeah. A, toast. a toast. Oh yeah, it's not a crazy over hoppy IPA. It's got a little bit of malty backbone to it at the same time. So yet again, um, I'm a big fan of your beers Thank you. in general. So uh, just finally getting to do this is so big for me. <laughs> uh, what's uh, you mentioned homebrewing 19 years ago? What was good or bad? What was that first beer you brewed? First beer I ever brewed was an amber ale. Um, I was working for the Audubon Society down in Greenwich, Connecticut, mm -hmm. um, and uh, basically I, what it was is we would take teachers up from New York City. Um, my degree is in, I have a degree in education, I have a degree in biology, so mm -hmm. we would, I would teach the teachers from New York City how to teach environmental things in a micro environment. Okay. Um, and also part of our duty was to be in the 
kitchens. So I had access to a commercial kitchen. So it just kind of was one of these things that worked out nicely. So we made this amber ale and the, all, the, all the people who were like the students who were working there all got together and we made a big party and stuff. We had our cook was from Texas and he made some ribs and it was really yeah. great. And we all got hammered on this amber ale because it was like it was like nine percent. But back then I wasn't even testing for alcohol and stuff, so it, yeah. was, it was pretty fun. Hey, you're yeah. not dropping in the the reader. To, there was no reader back like, then. Uh, no, that, it was it comes out the way it comes out. As long as it doesn't taste like ethanol, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's the first beer that ever came out of, of Ovalcraft? First beer here was Rock Eater. Okay. Yeah, that was number one. Nice. My original lineup: Rock Eater, uh, Prom Night, uh, Simple Man, which is a brown ale I don't mm -hmm. have on tap right now, and then a beer that I called a Hop Session, which was like a just a really nice hoppy session ale yeah it was nice pretty cool awesome uh i mean super unique building retired firehouse as i mentioned do you, do you know the history of this building like where just yeah what made you decide here and not kind of a building down or build your own building or where i believe it used to be called lake city correct like what made you not to pick there instead and and why the retired firehouse so i looked at buildings all over the area mm -hmm. um and this one just kind of spoke to me it was it's one it's in this historic area of plattsburgh which is kind of cool yeah uh, this area also has a lot of it's very active like there's always people out walking their dogs or running or cycling um and just an old firehouse is a cool spain you yeah. know it's, and um it lends itself to the to a brewery you know we have big rooms with good floors, good yeah. drainage, and good water supply. So it, it kind of all worked out. Perfect. Yeah. Even easier. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what's uh, number four here? Uh, number four is Hipster Magnet. This is my, um, this is my anniversary yeah. beer. It's a double New England IPA. Every year, I brew it every year, but I change it every year. So it's always unique mm -hmm. for the year. And it only comes out once for the anniversary. Nice. As you do, a toast. A toast. Yeah, somebody a couple, uh, my nephew a couple of months ago, he's like, you look like a hipster. I'm like, you take that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of a funny name. I made a little, little spoof on the people who would talk about it the most maybe, mm -hmm. but um, you know, it's all in good fun. It's, yeah, no. It's, it's, it's a nice beer. It's yeah. also double. And it's kind of one of those things that people look forward to every yeah. year is what's it going to be this year. Yeah, you got, you have some, I, I mean, it is, it's the creativity of what's coming out in the glass, the creativity of the names and, and who does name your, is it you that name your beers? Do you have kind of team meeting like where, where do your beer names come up from? i name them all um, a lot of them have maybe a little backstory to the name okay. uh, some of them is just off the cuff um but it's yeah i, I name everything and then I, typically i won't name a beer until it tastes the way i want it to taste yeah sometimes i will brew a pilot batch or something and it won't come out the way i like and it just goes on as pale ale <laughs> so it's not no name to it it's, it's gonna be that until it's right and uh i know i'm pretty sure you only recently started doing cans themselves as well or at least from my two years, I haven't been able to be here. Uh, what made you decide to have like kind of the full range of Crowler, Ken, and well, sticking with the Growler, obviously you're locals all the time. Yeah. Uh, but what made you decide Crowlers and Cans? Uh, crowlers just seemed like the logical step for people who wanted to have the beer out on their boat mm -hmm. at the beach or whatever. Because um, at that time I was only doing the Growlers. Canning, the 16 ounce cans has just moved in in the last year or so. Um, I actually have another run scheduled in a couple of weeks where I'll mm -hmm. have three new beers in 16 ounce cans. Nice. Um, and that's, that just buys into this new, where people are drinking more at home now, less out yep. with, with yep. the pandemic and everything. So, uh, you know, four packs to go is always a good package. Yeah. No, I'm still, uh, you know, I'm, I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic and a little trepidatious about when going out and doing things. We just had our Mondial uh, in Montreal not too long ago. And it's like, well, nobody's coughing or sneezing, so I'm comfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I kept a mask on me just in case, even though the beer kind of defeats the purpose. But uh, it's I'm still trying to remain respectful. I felt fine. My allergies are acting up because it's the season, but yeah. it's uh, 
nobody's coughing or sneezing, and that's the most important part is I feel uh, as general, like we're, we're doing it with concerts too that we're booking is people are just remaining cautiously optimistic. If I'm sick, just stay home. That's it. Right. You, you can drink beer at home. It, it's not as fun, but just drink beer in your backyard. There you so, go. Yeah, have a fire. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So somebody comes here, obviously tries your beers. Uh, friends in the area to try besides just Valcor, because clearly they're right there. Yeah. Um, any other breweries for that you'd tell me to try that maybe I haven't tried before? So anyone that comes into town, if they're looking to hit more stops than the brewery hopping, I would always send them to Valcor for sure. You know, they're basically my neighbors. Yeah. We have Living Goods just one exit away, and then mm -hmm. one more exit, we have Osable Brewing. Um, each one of us is a good reflection of the personality of that brewery. So it kind of gives someone even a unique perspective on the local community yeah. going to each one. So it's, awesome. it's kind of a nice little mix. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, beer number five here. So number five is Camp. This is a blood orange ginger saison. Okay. Um, I brewed this beer in 2017 was the last time. It's a real nice saison, a uh, little, little play with the ginger in it. Um, mm -hmm. Real popular beer when it's on tap. Awesome. A toast. Ooh. It has a nice summer flavor. Yeah. It's real it's, fresh. It's kind of dancing on my palate. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I enjoyed the beer. Um, I originally made this beer for a brew fest years ago, my first year open, and it was so popular, people would get a sample, get back in line, get a sample, ah, until it was gone. So awesome. I was like, you know what? This is gonna get, get scaled up to the yeah, big system. That's delightful. That is uh, uh, summer crushable, as I like to say. Like this is something, like you said, maybe I'm fishing or whatever, and drink a bunch of these. Yeah. And don't drive after, because don't drink a drive. So, no. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, all your beers, I've always been a fan of, since I was able to come here, I. I think roughly 2017 was the first time I was here because my folks had a place in Chazy. And so it'd be like, well, let's discover New York State craft beer. Yeah. And uh, it was more than just PBC at the time. It's finally, there's Valcor, there's you, there's uh, Living Goods in Peru. It's right there. So. Yeah, for sure. And then even not further down, two hours away, you got Saratoga. It's just, I think there's 10 breweries there now in Saratoga Springs. It's They're blowing up. Yeah, yeah you can. Yeah. Uh, and you got everything west of us too. Like the, yeah. Hex and Hops and Bloomingdale yeah. and, you know, the Lake Placid guys yeah. and, you know, so they're all, we're all over now. Yeah. I stay at the casino and <laughs> visit some breweries there you go. <laughs> or Lake Placid. I mean, that's family fun time with, uh, uh, not far from Lake George from what I remember. So you can right. just keep yourself busy as, as Canadians who live near Plattsburgh, come on down and drink some good beer. For so. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You got an MG, somebody, now clearly a lot of locals, but you have somebody new come in who's what's this craft beer stuff? I only drink MGD or Coors. Like what's, what's the gateway beer for that person? I would probably send them to the Pilsner, uh, Simplicity Pils. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a really nice, you know, it was our first beer we tried. It's, it's not hard on anyone's palate and they're going to enjoy it. Um, I haven't had any complaints from any kind of the diehard Bud Light people, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, so I like to ask beercations. When you have time, because clearly owning a brewery takes a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, when there's actually somehow a miracle of you could take a week or two off and travel and don't have to sit in a plane and worry about the person next to you coughing and infecting everybody. Uh, what's that beercation you've never been on that you'd love to take? Right now, I would say I'd like to do a, well, I, uh, one I'd love to do is Europe. I mean, yeah. I was supposed to go to Belgium a couple of years ago, um, but my wife had a conflict and we weren't able to go. Um, and that was pre-pandemic and it hasn't happened since because <laughs> yeah. like you said, uh, time is yes. tricky as a brewery. Um, so Europe would be a huge one. I mean, to, see, to have some of this beer before it was called a craft beer. It was just that yeah. was the local beer, you know, um, it doesn't get any better than that. 
uh, in the States, uh, I've never been to California to just, mm -hmm. just to drink beer. Um, I did live in the Seattle area and loved it. Um, so the great beer out there, I'd love to go back and just try to hit more of them out there as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's the last beer we're trying here? Last beer is Eclipse. Uh, this is an ESB. Oh, uh, nice. So old English style. And again, it's just some of those things that you want to have on tap for someone who just wants to drink a beer. Yeah. It's not sexy. It's not, uh, no one's going to write home about it, but they're going to sit here and really enjoy it. I, I'm a big fan of uh, English special bitters. So. Yes. Awesome. Oh, toast. Uh, toast. Oh. Delightful. Some nice caramel mm. in there, a little bit of dark fruit, uh, very balanced. Oh, yeah. Um, just gonna really put them away. Mm. Yeah, that is a dangerously tasty beer. Um, it, people don't know a lot about the ESBs, and I'm surprised. Like, they're just one of the old school styles. Like, yeah. drink that beer. It's, yeah, this beer's been around a long yeah. time. And, uh, like, I always try to have at least something on tap that is just that crusher kind of beer that yeah. everyone, you can just sit there and have three of them and know, oh, I drink three already. Yeah. And one of those yeah, exactly. That's the deceiving part, you know, is there's some now, like some New Englands that are just like, yeah, it tastes like I'm drinking juice. Oh, these are 8% beers and I'm intoxicated. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Uh, how you guys mask like the alcohol now and just like a nicely balanced, like you said, caramel maltiness to juicy tropical flavor in another beer. And it's just the science behind beer and the creativity is mind blowing. So. Yeah, for sure. What's next for Ovalcraft as a brand? Uh, next big thing here, big change, I guess, would be I'm going to redo my kitchen here and have mm -hmm. a commercial kitchen and start doing food. Um, so it's kind of the natural progression to in ensure my space stays yeah. very good um, and to start doing kind of some beer pairing and have some very um, beer oriented food, I think is ideal. So are you going to have a food and beer pairing or are you going to have a suggestion? I will probably list it as a suggestion okay. and encourage. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's always good to hear, especially for people who don't really know that you can pair beer with food, having that suggestion is always helpful. Yes, so for sure. That's, that's really good. I mean, this has been a fantastic talk. I, I know it was a little quick there, but um, I really, really appreciate you taking time of your schedule to speak with us about your brewery. I look forward to coming back here more times now that things are a little safer to travel. Um, how can people find you? Uh, so I'm on the old Air Force Base in Plattsburgh. It's the, um, just off the U.S. Oval, uh, not too far from downtown. Um, you know, so if you're on 87, you get off in Plattsburgh and you can probably just put it in the GPS on your phone and you'll be here in no time. Awesome. And social media, how do people find you? Facebook, Ovalcraft Brewing. And on Instagram it is oval underscore craft. Um, and most anything I'm doing is posted on social media, so it's all available. I have a website, www.ovalcraftbrewing.com, and we'll be rolling out a new one within this week. So Amazing. Uh, so all that will be in the show notes. As for us, it's at All Beer Inside on all social media. AllBeerInside.com is the website. And as I say at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap. <laughs>